1: Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bob Bernie Live.
2: And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. All right, we have a conundrum on our hands, and by the way, Alan Westerville will come to you in just a moment. We have a little conundrum. On one hand, we have these people who call themselves social influencers that have incredible influence, incredible authority. And on the other hand, we have America's pastors who are rapidly losing authority, according to the most recent polls. Why? Well, we can look at, well, it's the culture. We become more secular and it's, well, yeah, it is the culture. There's no doubt about that. But I want to know what responsibility the pastors have. And if you know anything about me, you know I love pastors. I love the church. I love pastors. But I continue to tell you that the devil lives in the extremes. How could the ministry, pardon me, the pastoral ministry, lose so much influence well i'm always looking for the extremes on one hand we have the liberals the leftist theologians the leftist pastors they have lost almost all influence because they don't have any answers they deal with questions they deal with cute sayings but they don't tell people the truth they don't tell people the truth about sin, salvation, heaven, Jesus, hell. Platitudes is their uh, their foundation. And so why would anybody listen to them? They go to church. They get a good feeling. But why would they listen to someone who readily admits that they have far more questions than they have answers? But then there's the other side. Then there's the other side. In the last few years, and I hope you I hope you take this the way I'm going to say it. We have seen a rise of the celebrity preachers. And no, i I'm not just talking about the guys on TV. No, I'm talking about local pastors who desperately want to be a celebrity. They're hip, they're cool, they got the latest hairstyle, they wear the skinny jeans, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with skinny jeans. If you can get into them. Not me. No, don't no don't put me in skinny jeans. I'll scare the children away. But uh we 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 have a whole new breed of pastors, and they're not just young. Their their greatest desire is to follow the latest fad, the latest trend, whether it's in dress, whether it's in the hairstyle, and they want to be a buddy. They want to be they want to be, hey, I'm your best friend, man. Yeah, dude, hey, you coming to church this Sunday? Yeah, man. And their messages are aimed at Pardon me, but nickels and noses—they want to build the size of the congregation. You got to have bigger numbers, but they would never dare offend anybody by talking about sin or taking a position on gender, sexuality, or even the issue of life. Oh no, we can't—we can't do that. Why? That would offend people. We can't—we can't drive people away. And so they are consumed with being like everybody else. Somewhere in the middle is a healthy biblical balance where the pastor is not up on some kind of pedestal and considered to be infallible. Boy, how unbiblical that is. But a pastor who is known for a godly lifestyle and they're not like everybody else they're not above everybody else but there is respect and honor in the congregation because they know that that individual is going to tell them the truth lovingly kindly in a Christlike spirit but they know that that individual that pastor that preacher is going to tell me the truth they love me enough that if necessary, they're going to offend me with the truth of Scripture because they're going to preach all of the Word of God. Not just, mm, let's see, I read somewhere about tickling ears. Yeah, I think I read that. Where did I read? Oh, yeah, in the Bible. We got a lot of preachers who are trying to tickle ears. And so we have a lot of extremes. And we have social influencers with more and more and more influence, authority and power, and pastors with less and less. And there's probably a thousand other reasons for that as well, but just some thoughts to uh, to chew on. Hey, we've got Al in Westerville, who has been very patient on the line. Al, welcome. Good to talk to you. What's happening in Al's world?
1: Well, it's the rain has stopped. I've climbed out of my bunker. I'm actually in my kitchen. I'm not a great social influencer. Influencer. Uh, Sometimes people I do work for actually listen to myself. Problem is, there's a there's a lot of guys guys like me that we've been replicated over the past. Seventy-five five years. We're we're probably like the uh, Stegosaurus, you know, we old, <laughs> we old cold warriors, and I and I don't apologize for that. You know, myself and a num- number of others, we we went, and we stood up against the Russian bear there. And most people don't know what most of us have done. And, done. Uh, you see the highlights. Right. Uh Vietnam was a highlight. The Gulf War. Afghanistan was a highlight. But a lot of it you you, you don't see. It's probably probably a lot what um, what you're saying about pastors. A lot of what pastors do, it's un, unseen. I mean, to go sure. through sure. what they need to do to become ordained, the schooling, the reading of the of the Bible. I mean. I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself a Bible scholar. I still consider myself a stu- student, and I pale in comparison to some of, some of the men I know and some of the pastors I know. And then you go and you look at – when you go and you tell people in positions of power, sometimes – and it's the same thing with a congregation. You tell people what they want to hear. And when you go and you tell them the truth, they say, you're nuts, you're crazy, fill in, yeah. fill in the blank. Um, perfect example of what's going, going on to the, to the Ukrainians. Most people don't know the history of the Ukrainians. Uh, you want to find out about the history of the Ukraine, they ended up becoming part of Russia back in the 1600s when they were assimilated into the Russian Empire. Um they have a long history of not caring too much for the russians stalin murdered a million of them by through starvation back in the 1920s uh, it was ravaged by tank battles uh the the uh the jewish popu- population was uh, decim- decimated um, now we have uh the reconstitution of the soviet soviet union um Right. right. Well, and, well,
2: and and that's back to this thing of influencers, though. The people that you're talking about have earned respect, honor through their experience. And a pastor needs to do that as well. Earn the respect of the congregation, not just announce I am here as your pastor and you had better believe me. But that that ability to gain influence and To earn respect and earn honor is diminishing greatly. And again, for some of the reasons that I enumerated just a few moments ago and probably a hundred others, but we are seeing a real shift in who has real influence in our society. And I don't think the trend is a good one in in my personal opinion. And you give the last thoughts and then I got to take a break, Al.
1: It's it's not a good tr- a good trend. Uh, trend. It comes down to down to pretty. It comes down to. uh a trite phrase, Madison Avenue. and what's, what sells? Uh,
2: yeah, there's
1: a, yeah. there's a uh, saying and saying and racing. Race on Sunday, sell on sell on Monday. If you win.
2: All right. All right, Al, thanks. Glad you're not in the bunker, and uh, I have no idea what you're fixing for uh, dinner, but I hope it's good. Chicken. All right, chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. All right, thanks, Al. (laughs) Good to talk to you. All right, my number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Quick break. We'll return. You're listening. To Bob Bernie Live.
1: Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bob Bernie Live.
2: Well, I think we all know, I assume that you knew, there has been a uh, bleeding, if you will, of uh, public school students into private schools and um, uh, homeschooling and so forth. How bad is it? Well, I've got these statistics. And, uh, well, I started to say it's really bad. Actually, it's probably really good. But here's the headline. Nearly 2 million kids left public schools from 2020 to 2021. Here's the story. COVID lockdowns and restrictions coupled with a newfound awareness by parents of woke indoctrination in many public schools... Have families embracing private educational options. Uh, COVID lockdowns restrictions uh, have caused millions of parents across America to rethink the future of their children's education. Listen to this. Last June, the Federal Department of Education released preliminary enrollment data for the 2020-21 school year. That initial report showed a drop in public school enrollment of 3.8% over the previous school year. Since there were approximately 51.1 million children attending public school in 2019 to 2020, That's an enrollment loss of 2 million children in just one school year. Two million kids left public schools and either went into a private school or uh, went into homeschooling. Wow. Uh, No wonder. School boards are panicked. No wonder the teachers' union is acting out. Uh, No wonder. Here are some uh, specifics. Uh, These statistics are from NPR. New York City's school enrollment dropped by about 38,000 students last year and another 13,000 so far this year. We're in February. 38,000 students left public schools in New York City last year, and already this year, 13,000 have left. In Los Angeles, the student population has declined by over 17,000 students last year and 9,000 so far this year. Chicago public schools. Enrollment dropped by 14,000 last year and another 10,000 so far this year. The NPR story spoke of, quote, troubling enrollment losses, and the term does apply in many cases. Uh, Then it goes on, talks about uh, NPR, why this happened, and for the most part, the uh, teachers' union's Well, I started to say the teachers' unions are clueless. I I don't think that's true. I think they know exactly why enrollment is dropping, but they're not willing to admit it. And that's why, again, school boards, teachers' unions are so touchy, and that's why there is such ferocious pushback. Um. On the backpack bill here in the state of Ohio, uh, I had uh, a representative from the uh, Citizens for Community Values uh, late last week. Uh, they are pushing the backpack bill, uh, sponsored by several conservative Republicans in the House and the Senate, down at the State House, and basically what the backpack bill would do would allow parents to have much more choice than they do today about where their kids attend school. And the reason they call it the backpack is that the funding would follow the child. Uh, Let's say there's a child in the Hilliard schools, and the parent just doesn't like what's going on in the classroom where that child is enrolled. Well, they would have, with the blessing of the state of Ohio, they would have the right and the privilege to pull their kid out of that public school, place the child into a private school, and the funding would follow the child for so many years. We have known that students do so much better. In Christian schools and private schools than in public schools. But if you pulled your kid out of the public school and put your child in a private school, you had to pay every penny of that tuition. You had to pay it all. In other words, you paid property taxes, and whether your child is in the public school or not, You paid for the public school down the street from you even though your child was not there. The backpack bill would change that. And you know what? It will improve public education. And let me tell you why. Competition. Because in education, particularly public education, it's all about the dollars. And if public schools start losing funds, they're going to find a way to give a better education. They will.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty
2: secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
0: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.